So, in our self-storage industry, we have a standard metric we use that will determine the supply demand of any given sub-market or trade area a self-storage facility is located in. We've been using it forever almost and it's seen and it's how many square feet of self-storage per capita currently exist in that trade area. Now I'm beginning to question that metric a little bit as we're looking at doing projects. Let's talk about that today. My name's Mark Helm. I'm the author of Creating Wealth Through Self-Storage and I'm the creator of the Self-Storage Quick Start Academy that houses the on-demand self-storage boot camp, which will take you from wherever you are to putting your first self-storage facility into service. It's designed for someone getting in or growing their self-storage business in today's wacky environment in the self-storage world where prices are like off the charts. How can small investors get into business? That's what this boot camp is designed to show you and train you on how to do. You can find out more about it at creatingwealththroughselfstorage.com or the quickstartacademy.com. But I want to talk about the metric, square feet of self-storage per capita. The reason I'm beginning to question it somewhat is that I very often what I the number I see is that number doesn't match up with what happens in reality in the marketplace. So for example, we did a project in Houston. And when we started, the square feet per capita was around eight, eight, eight and a quarter. Took us longer to get going on the construction. And by the time we started, I kind of reran the number in the, um, using the subscription service I had at that time. And it was closer to 13.5 square feet per capita. Now, had I seen that number when we started the project, I probably wouldn't have done it. That was the fastest renting lease up property we had. 30, I put in like a thousand square feet a month. We leased it at over 3,400 square feet a month. What I had is a two year lease up in my performa was leased up in about four months. Didn't match reality. I'm noticing it on the coastal areas. I'm noticing it in the Southeast. I'm noticing it in Texas different parts of the country, the metric doesn't seem to equate with what's going on in reality. We passed up one expansion in Florida because of a teen number on the square foot per capita. Somebody came behind us and did it, knocked it out of the park. So what's going on? I'm not sure what other metric to use in the retail business. As a broker in the retail business, I can have a client build a shopping center. I can run, a, let's say, a gap analysis, which will take into account discretionary spending in, in a market area. In other words, what is the average income and net worth of the people in that market area? We can look at what other retailers are there and we can run a spending analysis on what retailers missing for this trade area. Then we can go out and find those people and show them our data and do a deal with them.
Would that work in self-storage? Probably not. Does discretionary spending really impact whether a person's going to rent a storage unit? Probably not. It, it will have a definite impact on how long they stay. It will have a definite impact on what the rental rates are, maybe in that trade area. But discretion, you know, if somebody needs a storage unit, they need a storage unit, and what their income is doesn't really create that need. Divorce creates that need. Moving creates that need. My spouse telling me I need to get the house cleared out to make it livable again, that creates that need. How much money I earn, maybe you have a outside influence on it, but it's not a main driver for self-storage. Perhaps we should start making adjustments to it. So in the old days, and I mean a long time ago, long time ago, when I was selling houses in the real estate business, we used to do CMAs, competitive market analysis. I think they do still do those today. And what I used to do is I would take sold properties close by, and then I would make monetary adjustments for the differences. So if, if the subject property or the property I was trying to get what the market range is to sell this thing has three bedrooms and the, and the sold comp across the street has four, I would reduce the sale price on the sold comp to compensate for the extra bedroom they had. Maybe we should start doing that with square feet per capita. Maybe if it's in a certain density of population or a certain number in population or a certain market area or a certain state or a certain relationship to the coast, we start making adjustments to the square foot per capita number to reflect more of what's going on in the marketplace today. I don't know. I would love that somebody to create that algorithm, then I just plug in some key data and the algorithm will spit out what is the equilibrium square foot per capita for this trade area or spit out a range for equilibrium in this trade area. That's above my pay grade. I just wish that square foot per capita numbers reflect what's going on in the marketplace. So should we abandon them? Probably not. But something like that algorithm sure would make my life a little easier. At least I think it would. Am I crazy? Let me have your thoughts. Thank you very much. My name's Mark Helm. I'm the author of Creating Wealth Through Self-Storage, and I'm the creator of the Storage World Analyzer. That's the financial analysis tool we use today to do our analysis on projects where it looks like the square foot per capita is not so high that there's still demand. So thank you very much. I look forward to being with you next week.